All right, just sitting here. I'm Joe Murray. It's a Thursday. My uh, my beard is my mustache is starting to grow in a little bit. Yesterday it was uh, it was bad. I made a shaving mistake. I missed my Dominican barber. Uh, I wish I had his phone number. Maybe he would have come over. Uh, I don't actually. I don't know with the whole social distancing. I I don't know anymore. But uh, it's starting to grow back. So maybe tomorrow's Friday, and then maybe by Monday next week I'll look like a uh, I'll look like the old uh, the old Joe. Anyways, it's Thursday. Uh, I watched wrestling last night. I've been in a wrestling coma. So uh, we're going to talk a lot of wrestling today. Um, my guest is Scott Sudikoff. We'll bring him in. He's from Just Another Wrestling Podcast. So you may see Jaw, like Jaw, not Jaws, not the shark, uh, but you'll see Jaws. So we'll, we'll bring him in in just a little bit here. Uh, just to, to bring it up, a ton of stuff happened last night uh, in wrestling. There's AEW. There's NXT. There's a SummerSlam update as well that just came out. And, uh, of course, there's a documentary, Dark Side of the Ring. I've been listening to so many podcasts lately. Uh, so a ton of stuff when it comes to uh, to wrestling, and we will do that today. Again, you can find all our shows, Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I've been getting a ton of feedback. Listen, I just did this show because I'm just sitting here. I'm bored. But I wanted to have guys who are my friends or guys that I like on the pod and do a show and talk about topics. So, it's people are liking it, and uh, I've been getting a lot of you know. Again, I appreciate everyone's time. Um, again, we're not really doing much because of the pandemic, um, but it's been fun, and I appreciate everyone who's coming on. And we're going to do this until we can't anymore, or until they rip it away from me. Anyways, uh, let's bring in our guest for today. Uh, his name is Sc- Scott Sudikoff. Sudi, and in my head, oh sh- oh snap, Sudi, we have the parental advisory, so. Feel oh. free to let loose today, okay? I know you're good, a, uh, good. I know you're a play-by-play announcer. <laughs> uh, I know that you like to paint the picture uh, when it comes to to things. Um, I think well, the reason why I wanted to have you on, well, multiple reasons I wanted to have you on. Uh, I know you're a wrestling fan, but I also know that you maybe have a different opinion than I do <laughs> on wrestling, and we'll talk. We'll talk about that um, in a minute here, and then we'll get to know your story. Uh, Scott's been. Uh, in the in the sports industry here in uh, in Boston for a while now, um, and well, we'll, not we'll, anymore. Well, hey, you know you're here, right? Are you still living here? No. Where are you now? I'm in Chicago. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> Holy crap! Wait, you did. All right. So real quick, the last time I saw Scott Sudikoff was MetLife Stadium after WrestleMania, yeah. and, I, and I I caught you, the smallest guy in the world. No offense. I caught you out of a crowd of thousands, and I go, "Hey, Sudi, you look yeah, you, back, and it was you." And it, we were wearing a Maryland shirt, or a hat, or whatever. Yeah, you were uh, behind. Yeah, you were behind me. I was wearing my red Maryland. There you go, right there. I, I, I caught you shirt. out of the. I caught you out of the crowd, uh, yeah. which I thought was great. So that's the last time I've seen you, and now you're in Chicago. Yeah, that was uh, right. In the last last April. Yeah, you picked me out of the crowd. I turned around. You were with uh, Sarge, I think, and. Um, Mr. Andy Wong, I believe, of uh, of Kowloon. That's right. Uh, so we caught up there for a moment, then I drove home to Massachusetts that night. That's right. And uh, yeah. And by the way, the the traffic and the parking lots, there was a there was a lot to be said about all that. I didn't have much of an issue. I got out pretty quickly. I was on the road within like 15 minutes. Dude, I agree with you. We got in a bus mm-hmm. and like it was the best thing. WrestleCon set up a bus and got everybody like, you know, we just 
I, we stayed at the Hilton. They picked us up, dropped us off. We partied, went to the show, came back on a bus and went home and got dropped off at the Hilton. And it was, it was awesome. Um, it was great. I, I loved it. So, uh, that's the last time I've seen you. We'll get to your story. This one just came out, dude. I don't know if you've seen it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so SummerSlam scheduled to be in Boston. Obviously, uh, the mayor, Marty Walsh, uh, came out recently and said there will be no gatherings or main events or, or anything, parades, you name oh, it. Oh, no, just there, there could be undercard matches, but no main events. <laughs> well, sounds like just nothing at, in, uh, in Boston this year. But uh, I just saw this come out. It was I, I was tagged on it. Maybe I'll tag you on it um, so you can be a part of this as well. Um, but it looks like WrestleMania, uh, according to WrestleVotes, uh, I don't know how you know credited that account is or anything like that, but it looks like WWE would still like to have the event in Boston. They want to remain as uh, as is the city of Boston, but it's not likely with uh, with what yeah. um, he's done. WWE is actively hunting for a new location with fans with fans. Uh, keep an eye on South Florida in California. How can California uh, when right, Georgia, 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 uh, CAGA, whatever. CAGA, yeah, it's a little small. Uh, date may be pushed into September. No word on takeover. So, were you planning on coming back home for SummerSlam? Um, may, yeah, a couple of months ago, it was definitely uh, crossing my mind. I actually had a plan to come back to Massachusetts for a good portion of the summer to do some work. Uh, before everything happened and part of my idea was well you know what i'll be around for SummerSlam. i'll hit that up too yeah uh, unfortunately that's not going to happen but yeah it was definitely in the plan so a little bit of a bummer um but uh as is life right now the whole thing it all sucks you know we got no man and this, this is me being selfish right uh you know we didn't get we didn't get wrestlemania which you know something i've done now four or five years in a row mm-hmm. uh, i was looking forward to it this year um and here we go now we might not get this but the show must go on with wwe right it, it's so fitting and i want to get into the dark side of wrestling later on in this podcast it's fitting that next week's owen hart right and the yeah. show the show must go on and that was my big thing with wwe was that you know this is somebody died in an event but nope shit they got to keep it going here um they wrestlemania went on so i think it's been a bad year for wwe and this is we're not just going to talk wwe and We'll get into AEW and all the other stuff. Um, it's been a rough year for WWE. It really has. No WrestleMania. We, who knows about SummerSlam? The Fink died. The XFL went under. Uh, people lost their jobs, released. Um, obviously, there's talk about possibly selling WWE. But, you know, as a fan, I, I'm going to call you a mark because you are. Um, I mean, what do you think's happening with WWE? I'm the, I'm the good kind of mark. <laughs> but what do you think's going on right now with the WWE? You're you're right. It's been a, it's been a bad year because it's just kind of been like everything piling on top of each other. Whether it's you know bad writing and performing all that, which is probably the top of the of the chain there, and then obviously the issues of not being able not being able to have WrestleMania and like they're in a they're in a situation. It's like everyone's saying cancel, cancel, postpone it till this date, this date, till when? Like you know, there, so. To me, like I understood they were just going to let's just do it. Let's just get out of the way, whatever. Like, it's just such a ridiculous situation that there was no right answer. I mean, I, 
sure, I guess they could just not be doing shows right now. But again, how long was that possibly going to last for? It could possibly go until next year. And it's a business to make money. And I know they, they, they are making money, but it's a business to make as much money as you possibly can. That's kind of the point of a business, right? So I, I can't see a business like the WWE, especially Vince McMahon saying, yeah, let's just close the doors until next year. You know, whatever. No big deal. Like, that's not going to happen. So they're basically just doing what they got to do to survive. Um, but yeah, everything on top of it, you know, WrestleMania not being able to happen. You know, one of your bigger stars, whether you like him or you hate him, Roman Reigns, not being able to perform because of whatever reason it may have been, because of past leukemia or because he just wants to be home for his for his family and newborn twins, either one, whatever. That's his decision, obviously. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, I don't doubt you, you can't downplay the AEW factor into all of it because if AEW wasn't around right now and this was happening just with WWE, WWE would not be getting half as much of the shit that it's getting yep. because everyone points to AEW as like the Messiah and the godsend of pro wrestling. And like, I'm not saying it's not going to be, it's, I've enjoyed it. It's been very good. Um, but everyone kind of has this like false idea of it's going to be like this epically game changing thing where Right now, it's just another show that gets 800,000 viewers. It's good. Um, you know, half the time I enjoy NXT more. Not recently, unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately. NXT is just, you know, NXT has been a decent show, but it's just not as good as AEW recently. Um, so uh, there's just so many factors playing against WWE where it's like, no matter what they do, it's going to get negative backlash. No pun intended. June 11th on pay-per-view, whatever date <laughs> it is, June 7th. Yeah. Or uh, uh, no, that's that's NXT in your house. It's on June seventh, actually. So okay, well, I, I saw an old in your house on uh, posted somewhere. Today, today is the twenty five year anniversary of the first ever there you go. in your house pay per view. I, I saw that today on some sort. Dude, you're a mark. He's Scott Sudikoff. I literally. Well, first of all, they talked about it on NXT last night, and I just they just posted on Twitter. It, something happened on NXT last night. Um, and again, I'm a wrestling fan. I, I, I'm more of a fan. You're a mark. Uh, for me, I like the no, story. I, think I don't know. I don't know. I, just hear me out, okay? I, I'm a fan. Like, I loved it. Up, you know, it's funny is the the ruthless aggression era. I was out. I was out. Yeah, um, too much. I, I just I just was out. Um, but you know, I I loved it. I now I'm like I'm all about storylines. I'm I, that's all it's about for me. Where is it going to go next? I can't be happy with what's going on now. I need to know what's going on next. That that's <laughs> that's my big thing. But I'm watching both shows, and you mentioned AEW and NXT and the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, I liked AEW. I thought it was a really good show, and we'll get into it. But NXT did one thing last night, and I want to. I we battle about this, but I thought Finn Balor got buried, and then I thought that Velveteen Dream with the chair—that's the old Triple H Undertaker move. Like they brought out DX last night, right, to try to pump up what's happening in NXT. I feel like that's what's wrong with WWE. The WWE doesn't let these guys go off script. They try to use things that happened in the past with other wrestlers, and granted, that's influence or whatever. But, like, is anyone actually themselves in WWE? Is there someone that, like, takes the microphone and does their thing, and it's not scripted? And I just feel like that's what AEW is. It's hmm. like Jake Jake Roberts last night, that was that was not scripted, okay? 
that, that was that was from the heart. He feels that way. You know what I'm saying? Like Chris Jericho needed what 40 seconds to beat Pineapple Pete. The it was the promo. It wasn't about the fight. You know what I mean? And it's about the guys being themselves. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And I just I don't know. I, that's what I feel like. What's wrong with WWE? And I feel like it's hurting the product. A that they can't go and do other shows, house shows. They can't work with people. They can't build the storylines. So in the ring, it's like they can't they can't play up to the crowd, you know? So these are all my thoughts, but do you agree or disagree with anything I'm saying? I agree with a, with a good amount of it. You make a really good point, actually, of not being able to have the live events and the house shows to go out and, you know, that's where they work with, you know, their opponent that they're feuding with more and get a chemistry, uh, test things out on the audience. Of course, there's no audience in general anyways, but you're right. You can't play off the crowd, which affects things. Uh, I think it helps promos in general, though, because you don't have the idiots going, what, what? And, you know, you still got it. Yeah. You know, shut up. Just listen to the guy talk. Like, we don't need to hear you, you dumb fans. Hmm. Um, so I, I actually think promos are better because of no fans. Yeah, uh, and, and matches you know aren't. Matches you know, aren't, obviously. You're right. And, and I just let me give you an example. Baron Corbin, right? I, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I want to root for him as a heel. Um, he's the he's the only heel I feel, I feel like they have. Um, but you ever yeah, see but he's got go away heat because we know <laughs> what that means. He's, see, he's marks. Uh, I saw so I'm not a mark, they're marks. Like, <laughs> All right, so he's check like, yeah, he's, he's got, got, he's, got he's got X Puck heat. Like, I'll give you that shut, one. Shut up. What are you talking about? I'll give if you that. Just, uh, uh, but quickly, he does a move and then he plays to the crowd. Does a move. Can't do plays. it. Right, right. Can, can, is this like what they're teaching him or is he just not going outside the box? Oh, you mean doing it now with there's no yeah. crowd? I mean, I think, and I mean, are you? I mean, I, I need to watch more closely. Like our a, AEW is different actually right now because at least they do have people in the crowd, uh, which is a whole another subject. I don't know. These guys are the guys and girls are trained so much to react to what the crowd is reacting to that, like, I can imagine it being so tough to turn off. Especially if, like, all right, I've never wrestled a match before in my life, but I would assume you get in some sort of zone where you're performing and then you do something and your first reaction is to react to what's happening around you potentially and play off of that. So, um, you know, with Baron Corbin, here's the thing though with Baron Corbin, if he's doing that, I look at it as an extension of being a heel. Like, he knows there's no crowd. So he does a move and he looks around and goes, huh, see everybody? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think people analyze stuff a little bit too deep where it's like, I remember the first SmackDown show they did right after everything shut down, like March 13th, yeah. the first one. And I thought the show was pretty fun actually for what it was. Cause it was thrown together. They had a day, like they literally canceled the live show a day before went to Orlando, threw it together, did the show. Uh, they probably did the exact same show that was going to be in the arena. Most likely, or most of it the same. And I thought it was enjoyable. Triple H was doing commentary. And I remember a time when Sasha and Bailey came out and they were jokingly looking around and waving and doing stuff. Yeah. And it's like Twitter blowing up. They're reacting to the crowd. What are they doing? Are they stupid? There's nobody there. And it's like, are you guys stupid? Like, you don't think they don't know that? Like, they're they're acknowledging that there's no fans, that there's no crowd. It would be weird if they were pretend like if they were just pretending like nothing was wrong, which you could argue maybe a little bit they are. Uh, there was also a whole complaint about like I remember reading on I don't know a message board or a tweet or some thread of just like 
um, you know, I can't believe WWE is not like coming on the air and being like referring to the coronavirus and why this is happening. It's like, I don't want them. I don't want, well, they kind of did like the first day, Mm -hmm. like Triple H came out and be like, you know, because of the situation going on, blah, 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 blah. But like people like wanted them to come on and have like Vince McMahon be like, hi, everybody. We know that, you know, things are happening in the world and coronavirus. It's like, no, I turned this on to not watch this now. Like, shut up, wrestle. If you're going to put on a wrestling show, wrestle. I don't want to talk about the what's going on. So um, kind of an escape, an escape yeah. thing. I don't even know how I got on this tangent. I just, I get uh, on fine. tangent. We'll, 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 we'll keep it going. He's Scott Sudikoff. Uh, he is part of the... You spelled jo- my name right here, by the way, but you didn't spell it right on the Facebook and Twitter alerts. Go like, look now. Go look now. I trust you. I mean, I trust that you fixed it. I, I, I messed up. <laughs> and then I then I hit edit. See, you know what doesn't have an edit button is Twitter. Right. What, what's up with that? Like, do they not want like, people to go back on what the... No, I'm yeah. out. We need an edit button. Okay, but think about it. If you were to tweet something that got like, a, I don't know, a bunch of likes and retweets, and then you go in and you change the info on it to like, I don't know, some ridiculous thing. And it keeps the retweets and the likes. And all of a sudden, it's like, I didn't retweet that. Do we now? Really I guess care maybe. About, well, you really no. care about retweets and likes. Well, if you're someone who has some influence and you do that, maybe. Like, Sudi, we have nine people watching right now. Hello, you nine people. We had 40 at one point watching live. Yeah, because they but, turned it off because of me. But here's the deal when this thing's done, there's going to be 2,000 downloads. When this thing's done, and it's going to live in history, whatever well, they want, whatever they fun. want. And that's the thing is like, I don't care about your retweet. I don't care about your likes. I don't care that there's not hi nine people chat in. By the way, you can chat in yeah. uh, and talk about. But like the, the thing for me is, I like doing this. It's going to be on record. It's going to be in there forever on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and all that. And people do go back and listen to the old shows because they want to know Scott Sudikoff's opinion when it comes to things in the world. But at the same time, it's like, oh, now we get 12, 11 people. See, people are coming in there. Yeah, welcome. If, if, but I don't right, care about how many at one point. It's about like the long last of it all. Well, yeah, and and the fact of the matter is more people are going to tune in after the fact because it, that's just the way of the world now. It's easier to four hours from now I'd be like, oh, cool, podcast, click, put it on, and watch. Who watches things live anymore? True, I watch. I dude, last night I watched AEW live. I pre-recorded the uh, I DVR'd the NXT and I watched UFC on my phone. So I was watching three things at once last night. How do you night. pre-record something? You record well, it I, I, you record on it? DVR or whatever. You record it before you record it. You pre-record it. I DVR'd it. So you recorded it. I recorded it, and then you said pre-recorded. I, well, no, what so it is. I watched a lot of George Carlin lately, and these are things that he always uh, comments <laughs> well, on. Well, I love George Carlin, but uh, th- and you can say all those swears um, if Fuck you want. Shit, bitch. Uh, yeah, you, if you want to. Um, <laughs> buddy Scott Isaac's just checking in. Telling you to, Who, you me? Gotta, How can you, you tell from this? But oh, I right. can see it. You got a little thing in the back there. Yeah, a little, uh, what are you growing? What are you, growing? Uh, you gotta get a ponytail? What? I mean, at this point, might as well just grow it until like, I can put it into a ponytail unless I can get a haircut before I then. I told you, I screwed up yesterday with my mustache. I'm, I'm missing uh, huh. can't preheat an over by a car. Ah, there you go. Right, right, like pre- mm-hmm. how, how do you preheat a fucking oven? It's in- <laughs> like, well, well, hey, listen. I actually, you know what's funny? Is I de- there's I- heated and there's unheated. Preheated is a meaningless <laughs> fucking term. I record it, but then when I'm like flicking, I can watch it at any time live. Do you get it? I, so even I though it's it. on live, I can... Okay, whatever. I get it. I get it. Uh, jaw. 
just another wrestling <laughs> podcast. There's millions of wrestling podcasts, and I want to ask you about podcasts. But Scott Sudikoff, tell us your story. Um, I know you were in Boston radio for a bit. I, I have one story for you. Uh, back in two, I want to see how we met. Basically, how I don't we... know. I don't know, but I have one story. Um, in 2010 or 11, I can't remember what year it was. I so I've been in radio since 07. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I worked at multiple stations, and I was I was trying, man. Like I'm a host, I can do updates, whatever, whatever you need, man. I can do it. And um, I tried to get a job at WEI. I didn't, but then I got hired at the Sports Hub the next day. So it was kind of like EEI didn't work. And then all of a sudden, they're, the sports up, the sports up was like, hey, well, if you remember, Metro got rid of the sports update. Well, they, no, they still had them, but um, they were looking for like a flash guy. And they called me. Right. And they were like, hey, um, you know, we, you know, I know you, I just told them I didn't get hired at EEI. They're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll bring you in for flashes. And I'm like, well, I just took a job with the sports hub. But you know what? I know a guy who's looking. And I mentioned Scott Sudikoff, uh, Quimby at the time. And I, I don't know if you got a call the next day, but I know you were working there soon. So I did. I, I said, hey, I didn't get the job, but I was just talking to a kid named Scott who I know was interested. So I don't know if that happened. I don't know if I parlayed that help. I, did I assist in any of that? Um... Or should I just not take credit for that? I don't know because 2011 is when we first talked to each other. It was right after I had got um, um, let go from my baseball, my summer baseball job. And it was a week into the season and they decided to like string. They basically used me for a couple of months to like put together their 10 year commemorative commemorative program and put all their stuff together and shuttle Bill Buckner around from Fenway Park. Oh, yeah. and back. You, were, you were the Brock and Rocks play by play. And I believe Sarge was the uh, PA announcer. At this point, I think he, at this year, I think he was gone by this okay. year. But right, that's how we met. We had met a couple of years yeah. prior when he was PA and I was the uh, radio intern. Um, but yeah, summer of 2011 or May of 2011, um, you know, I've been working since April 1st doing programs, getting the season ready, did like the first weekend of games. And then on my birthday in the year 2011, May 29th, coming up. Um, they sat me down and they said, Hey, Scott, we're going to have to let you go. And I was like, Hey, fuck you. That's great. Like why I have not, I, now I have nowhere else I can go by the way. Cause it's already June. Every baseball job has already been hired for at this point. You could have just got rid of me like maybe a month ago. Like <laughs> anyway, so then I was, I had nothing to do all summer and somehow, um, I think I got hooked up with the website that you had been doing work on Boston sports net that's yeah, yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because of Mike Wynn. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was the general manager at US, ESPN, New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, now works uh, still with Boston college, I believe yeah, right? with IMG, IMG sports yeah. marketing. We stay in touch. Um, he, I think he was in, he helped you with, the, I think he was involved with the website or whatever, but I got hooked up with you and you said, I think you told me to, start sending in like sports updates and you'll post them to the website. And I did that. I remember I did one when the Bruins won the Stanley cup. I think I did an update and you posted uh-huh. it in June. So it tends to make, so when did you get hired by the sports hub? Uh, May of 2011, I believe. Okay. So that does make sense. Cause we may have been talking, yeah, but, but that happened. It's a true story. Now, again, I took the job and I was like, Hey, I know a guy who's looking and then you were all of a, all of a sudden, who did you tell? Who uh, did Ms. you tell? Uh, Chris Quimby was the name at the time. Okay. Yeah. And, so uh, she... and that, yeah, and I just said, "Hey, I know a guy, and I don't know if you guys got connected or not, 
But you were doing updates. I don't think immediately because um, I, I got in there the following year, like okay. spring, early summer of 2012 is when I got in, when I got in there. And now you, you alluded to it, though. It's like you weren't going to be hired by WEI technically, and neither was I. I was hired by Metro Networks, which became Clear Channel, iHeart, yeah. whatever the hell it is now. And we were doing, or I did updates the flashes from a totally different location than weei it was the old or the new the old or the new i don't know the channel seven building government center um i can't remember if it's new yeah, or old it's still there. Place or whatever. yeah exactly and you do the updates from there so like on a saturday morning i'd have a 9 a.m to 2 p.m shift my first update would be at 9 and then be 9 30 10, 10 mm -hmm. all the way through um, you know, this is at the time when, when Kirk Minahan was doing weekends, yep. um, Dale Arnold was on the weekends before yeah. he'd gone back to, to the weekdays. And so and you I did, did like, you did like Red Sox baseball and you were doing in-studio host and everything so, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like after, like after six months of basically doing weekend flashes, um, I got, um, going into the 2013 Red Sox season, I talked to um, John Albanese, who was the uh, the executive director of the Red Sox radio network, you want to call it. Um, and he had asked me if I'd be interested in being a fill-in uh, for John Ryder. Uh, or I think at the time, technically, it would have been John Risch. It was a changeover when John Risch decided to leave. And then John Ryder was going to take over being like the full-time Red Sox studio guy. But he'd get like you know, a game off every couple of weeks, every 10, whatever it may have been. And so I was asked, I think some other people, I think Chris Villani at this point did some games and continued to do some games. So we would fill in uh, occasionally. Uh, so I think I did like somewhere between five and 10 games from the studio doing the pregame show, the postgame show, Red Sox review, whatever it might be, in-game updates. 2013, the World Series year, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't do any playoff games. And, and dude, quickly, like, that shit's big. Like, I, I, dude, I've done uh, Patriots Super Bowls, you know, post games or whatever. I've done Bru Stanley Cup Bruins. I've done the Celtics. Um, you know, you name it. I, I, it. That's big. Like, that's a big moment in your life. You yeah. Know, think about all the people, all the calls you take. Like, people don't get it, man. Like, the powerhouses like EI at the time and even the sports hub now. You know, normally you could just show up. The phone lines are loaded, and you can do a show. Like, yeah, you don't well, even need, you don't I even, got a story about that. Yeah, I mean. But I mean, you don't need content. Like, it's like, all right, let's just take calls. Like, Felger Maz, they have they have content, and then the phone lines are loaded. And yeah. I don't know how they just blow out calls all day because, like, I I sometimes can't take calls, and I'm on the weekends, and I we we pray for calls. Um, but you know that that experience, though, I think. You know, there's a production side. You got to hit all the, you know, the sponsor reads. There's an out. There's other oh, networks. There's oh, other I, networks I, I that you're have, on. You know, uh, I probably still have a packet somewhere of the but, entire but, rundown. But like the affiliates and like everything, yeah. that's big time. Um, you know, industry like experience that some people don't get, and you have to hit it. If you screw it up, everybody on all those affiliates knows it or hears it and it's like you know your friend down in delaware gets the red sox radio network well you can have you know on, I mean? uh, the satellite radio I <laughs> mean, I had, oh yeah exactly I people who listened on you know across the country that knew i was doing it, and you put on the satellite radio feed and you would get the pregame and postgame now you brought up uh the phone call thing so i had done a couple of games where basically for me it wasn't too crazy like i understood it like all right pregame show in-game updates and like the quick 15 minute post game show where you just you go through highlights 
you know, you final box score, scoreboard, whatever, like pretty regimented stuff. It was all laid out. And then there was one time, second or third time I was doing it, um, I, Jason Wolf, who was still at WEI, I think he texts me or calls me in the middle of the game. And he, he basically says, hey, um, can you stay after the game and do like the full Red Sox review show? which is usually like, you know, another hour. Yep. And a lot of times, the first couple of times I'd gone in, somebody else had come in to do that. Well, it may have been Chris. I'm not sure. Okay. Just someone else had come in to do it. And I wasn't, I didn't have to worry about doing that. But all of a sudden, in the middle of this day, where I'm just expecting to do the, the post game 15 yep. minutes and then head home, he's like, can you do it? Do you want to do it? And I'm like, well, I can't say no. Yeah, is, that, like, still on, is that still on the other affiliates too? The Red Sox review, um, or is it on? Not yeah. probably not all the okay, no, yeah. probably not the affiliates. Probably just on the, the, just the, on EI, the EI network, right? Yeah. Um, of course, I couldn't say no, but I was like, "How the I?" What? Basically, he was asking me if I wanted to host my first real show yeah. solo at midnight on a Friday or whatever time it was. Perfect. And, about, and basically, talk about the Red Sox still. That's how I got through it because it was like, all right, I just listened and watched the hey, game. Best way to learn, man. Right? Get thrown in. But no, but, I mean, I had like two callers, got a couple <laughs> of text messages here and there. Um, and then like I did host more shows. I did host some like. But you got your feet. You got burned to the fire, man. <laughs> I, I ended up hosting some non-Red Sox review shows down the road as 2013 continued. But it was always like the 10 to 12 p.m. The 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. slot. And it's great, great, great industry experience, though, man. <sighs> you know. Like people do, people die for this stuff. Yeah, and, and so yeah, I, I, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You do play by play now. You're a pro. There are other guys out. There. I'm not kissing your ass, but you know, like, like I, I work with a kid, Brendan Glasheen. Um, I, you know, he's yeah. over at DraftKings. I heard him do the high school Super Bowls this year, and I was like, holy shit! Like, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, you know, Coffin, your buddy Adam Coffin. You guys are like neighbors and, and grew up together. Um, you know, you've been doing it's this for close. other side well, of town, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like Ben Alter is another kid that I always liked who's been hustling and mm. this, this shit isn't easy, man. Like you're dude right now. You can't work. Um, you're, you're in Chicago, which I didn't know. Uh, I know you, I, 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 I should, North, know, a Northwestern I, I should know that because I know you've been dealing with the, uh, the unemployment of, Illinois. Uh, I, I, yeah. of Illinois, but anyways, but like, you know, you're, you're like, where can I what game can I call today? Baseball or is it mm. basketball or is it this? Oh, we're going to be on ESPN three today. Oh shit. Do I got to wear a suit? Like, dude, you don't know what your schedule is. You're, you're, you're looking for work. And at the same time, like, yeah, you're a pro. You're going to show up. You're going to do it. But like, you know, you want to do radio. You want to do this. You want to do that. But you're just hustling for a paycheck, dude. Like, and, and this shit isn't easy. And you know, you probably could have quit a long time ago, right? You mm. probably like up, oh, you know, I, I could make more money working at Best Buy or or doing something else full time. Really, I mean, seriously. Um, you know, for same thing for me, man. Like, I want to be full time. I don't think it's gonna happen for a while. You know, but the the fact that you hustle and shit, like, it's gonna it's gonna pay off sometime, man. Like, I I don't know when. You're still young. It's gonna pay off. But like, this shit's a grind, dude. And like, people will recognize it someday. And who knows, dude? You could be calling like the the uh, the Ivy League championship or like you know. Anyways, I don't. You could be calling like some big game. I have to get called into an Ivy League championship, but before. there you go. There, there we go. You know what I mean? But like, Just you could, not you know, you, not in you, the, the. You could be on. You could thing. be on ESPN three game on the line, hitting a big shot, which you've probably done before. But I'm just trying to say, is that's gonna that shit's gonna happen, man? Yeah, uh, 
funny fact that nobody cares about. I lost Scott early in the. Yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna talk about that in a little he bit. He did. Yeah. Yes, that's that's correct. I made it to the. Yeah, that's a whole another story. I, mean, yeah, well, well, we'll I have more interesting stories than I thought I'd do. Um, but all right, so yeah, so and uh, we'll wrap it up here. But see, you've you've done play by play across the country. You had a stint at EEI. Um, you know, you did flashes, and then you were working the games. And then I don't know what happened. Was it just a Metro thing and it all broke up or did you still go with the, uh... so what happened was 2013 was pretty awesome. I, I had a great time. I was doing, you know, a lot of flash weekends. I was doing a lot of fill-ins during the week. I did Dennis and Callahan a lot at one point. I did, um, my Mutt Merloni. These are, these are throwback shows yeah, right now. Uh, <laughs> Dennis and Callahan, Mutt Merloni. Um, I think, I think I did a couple editions of Salk and Holly. If, if people see your resume, they're gonna be like, "How old is this fucking kid?" Like, <laughs> <Am I> right? <laughs> I did. I did some Salk and Holly, I believe, at one point. Um, but going into 2014, um, you remember John Chandler? He was yeah, yeah. the Mutton Merloni update guy. Like he was the standard weekday guy. He also did TV in Connecticut. It still might. Uh, I've lost. I mean, he's in New York now. I've lost track of him, unfortunately. Um, but that spot had opened up and the people at Metro Networks, clear, clear, whatever, 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 no, who knows what it's called at the time. Whatever, whatever it is I, now. <laughs> I heart clear, yeah. clear channel. Um, basically, they said, hey, do you want to take over the Monday through Friday Mutton Merloni time spot? So, like, basically, I'd work Monday through Friday. 9 30 ish to 2 30 ish and you ask why the show was only 10 to 2 i was also filling updates for a seattle yeah. radio station while i was there so i was actually or phoenix i think it was a phoenix fox sports 910 arizona in between doing sports up sports flashes for ei i was filing sports reports for a channel in arizona you should give them a call you know they're looking for, they, sports is open there now man um so, so I got moved into that Mutton Merloni time spot in like early 2014, which was amazing for me because now I could work like a quote unquote normal set of hours Monday through Friday, and it would not mess up my nighttime and weekend play-by-play schedule. Basically, the best situation I could possibly be in: have a steady thing, and then you know do a game Wednesday night, do a game Friday night, do a game Saturday, you know whatever it may be have that flexibility. And after about a month of doing it, they decided that, yeah, EEI decided now at this point, we're going to get rid of the sports flash people. Yeah. We're not going to use all, Metro all networks together. anymore. Yeah. And that, we'll have the, we'll have the, the host trend, do the sports. We have a trending now or something. So that sucks. Right. I mean, dude, like I do it. I told you I worked at eight ninety one one day and I found out, Hey, it's going to be your last show where uh, the station's turning into a salsa dancing station. <laughs> I mean, they gave uh, me a couple of weeks. I think it was like a month notice or a couple. It wasn't yeah. like the next oh, day. No. Uh, like we knew, <laughs> like we knew like, okay, like I knew when my last sports flash was. So like, it was cool. Like I, I made, sh- like at the end, I think I said something like, all right, well, up, see y'all later. <laughs> like, yeah. But that uh, sucks. I mean, dude, like I've had Ty Anderson on who's worked. You know, parked at EEI and did stuff with the site. Uh, you know, we, we I had Julian Edlow on yesterday. He works over at DraftKings. He had a, you know, a stint there writing, um, you know, writing for the, the website. And, you know, Christian Arkans, another kid we worked with who, you know, spent time there doing updates, worked there as a host. You know, yeah, J- me, and, me and Christian were, like, sort of brought in around the same time yeah. doing EEI updates. Yeah. And I remember one of the times where I was hosting one of those late-night shows he was my flash boy. That's, that's fucking <laughs> I was, funny. I was hosting yeah. a show solo. 
Yeah, he was, he, but he had actually come to EEI itself, and he was in the booth behind me doing yeah. the doing the flash updates. And I forget who my producer was. A couple of names um, may have been. Um, and I apologize if he pronounces it Josue or Josue. Oh yeah, Josue. Yeah, Josue. Um, it may have been. It may have been Paul Chartier. One of one of those. They, yep. they were like one of the weekend or late night producers. Mm -hmm. And during a break, I just go. Like I know Christian, we talk sports all the time in the back and metro networks. Why am I hosting this show solo when yeah. there's a capable co-host behind dude, me? Dude, true story. It happened to me one night. I uh, was on the schedule. Joe, you're going to host. Rich Keefe is going to be on headlines. And I walked in and I'm like, Keefe, you're going to host. I'm going to do headlines. And I just did because I, I seniority, man. Right? Like I'm not. It's just it's it's one of those things. Hey, you got you you do your job, right? But I just that's how I walked in one day and I'm like, no, nope, we're not. I know the schedule says this, but no, so no, I, not, I just this is your I, show, buddy. <laughs> you know, I, I ask, can can Christian just come sit in here and we yeah, can just like, have do it together. a show yeah. together? And yeah. I'm pretty sure he came in for the last thirty minutes or an hour. We did the show together. I remember thinking, like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if EEI yeah. was like, hey, here's two so, young guys, yeah, shooting the shit about sports who know what they're talking about. Let's give them a weekend time. No, no, let's just let, it, let's just it, let it, them it, go. It, just let's so just you let know, this isn't a shit on EEI, right? They like. Like no. for the, I've been saying this for weeks now. Uh, like I said, we had James Stewart on, who's you know been monumental with Cut what he at EI. Yeah. yeah, what he did it. Yeah, exactly. And now look what he's doing with the sports. I've been, you know, it, it just the thing is like we don't dislike anyone there. Um, we we, we we're I'm still curious. I don't know about, anyone there anymore. I don't anyways, <laughs> but I'm still curious about the ratings. Like you know, it's a the the and, you know the I'm a part timer. I have really no impact in this. Okay, I work on the weekends and I fill in occasionally. But like the ratings are through the roof. Like, yeah. it's just everyone has turned the corner, dude. And I don't know. There's a lot of talent that was there at one point, and now they're they're uh, on our side. And dude, like we get to do whatever we want. Like, dude, if I if they give me a couple hours on a weekend, I'll talk wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, they we're not told what to do. There's not pressure. You know, I'm sure there's pressure. You know, of you know, not not fucking up and all that other stuff. But like. It's still just confusing to me that this town can't have two, um, two dominant sports stations. I know their ratings are still good overall, yeah. but compared to it's it just it's it's weird to me. And a lot of the guys we've had on this podcast who I work with consistently or I'm friends with were there, had a taste, and I feel like they just never got their opportunity. And you know, it's just this isn't me piling on them. I I I, I root for EI sometimes. I, I'm influenced by all those old shows. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, it's what we grew up on. It's just. Guys were there, had an opportunity, and they weren't they weren't given the opportunity. Is what I should say. They were there, they weren't given the opportunity. You let them go, and they can do things elsewhere. And I think maybe they lost their grip on that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, again, I, I look back to that 2014 time period where all of a sudden I'm on Mutt Merloni doing updates. Um, I was doing a I was doing a wrestling podcast back then with Ben Kitchen, young Ben. Um, <laughs> I've lost touch with Ben. So if you end up somehow watching this, like resurface. Um, but, you know, we did a wrestling, we we're doing a wrestling podcast. We had Mick Foley on, we had Ken Kennedy Anderson on the show. Hmm. You know, I remember we did a WrestleMania 30 preview and post, I mean, and like recap show, which is great. Cause I actually found it like on like archived, like our WrestleMania 30 preview and recap, which is kind yeah. of fun to like look back on because that was a pretty, uh, monumental show. Um, All I'm saying, dude, is keep at it. You're working now. So I want to I want to bring up the sports up story quickly, but because uh, that was next. Yeah. What are you What are you doing right now? Like I know you're not working, but what were you doing? 
What was I doing? Um, man, it's so hard to remember now because it's been like two months. I was just basically wrapping up my winter play-by-play season. I had I had finished up. I had like just had my last basketball game. I think ten days before everything went crazy. Was this college? Yeah, this was like a this was a Division two college game okay. up in Wisconsin. I had finished up doing Missouri Valley Conference. Oh wow! Uh, I did some Big East women's games. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, oh, and I, I had done some Illinois men's women's basketball earlier in the year. So that was wrapping up. So I was transitioning into spring sports where that weekend where, again, everything hit the fan. I was I had my first baseball and softball games of the summer. I was heading down to Champaign to do um, Illinois softball. They were taking on Bowling Green and uh, another team there. They had Green Bay and Bowling Green were going to be in Illinois huh? playing like a you know, a round robin tournament type of thing. And that was all coming together. And I was waiting for lacrosse TV schedules and all this stuff was happening. And then within like two days, all gone. Uh, I know. Um, I know. And I, you know, two different things, but uh, you know, we started a gambling podcast, uh, got sponsored by DraftKings, and we're burning. We're, we're, we're rocking and rolling, man. And yeah. You, I tuned in a few times for a couple of uh, wagers that I was looking to place on big time events. Yeah. We're a week before championship weekend, you know, and then go right into March Madness. And it's just, you know, that was going to be a, that was going to be a, dude, it's us being selfish, right? But yeah, launching period, dude, it's, it's, it's the business. It is the, it's this business. You get a break, it breaks you. You you do this and you do that. And all I'm saying is keep going with it. I want to bring up the real quick and we'll get into some other stuff. Um, The sports hub, they did a contest. CBS radio did a contest and they brought people in to read updates. And this was discussed on this broadcast. Uh, I forget who was. So Matt McCarthy won the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think 2013, Tim, right? Summer I, of 2013. And I think Tim McComb was the runner up. Both ended up getting hired. And then Sean Silver won the next one they did. And I believe you were one of the final three contestants or the runner up. Something I, was that degree. The, I was in the final four. I don't know if I was the runner up per se. I'd like to think that I was, <laughs> but. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, you had a shot. You uh, you were on the sports up. Were you with Ryan Johnston? Yeah, I think I did what 20, 30 minutes with uh-huh. Ryan. Oh, as, another play by play guy. Huh? Two guys. Of, yeah, huh? as part of the um, as part of the the test period live at Jerry Remy's at Fenway. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun night. Um, it was pretty. I can't lie. It was pretty deflating when I didn't win. Deflating. Uh, there's yeah, a right. pic- there's a great picture. Of like when they announced the winner, or like like Sean had walked up or whatever to you know accept you know winning, and like you just see me in the background, just like, because <laughs> like, uh, well, hey- think about it at that point, like I recently lost the WEI Sports Flash thing. I then at that point still actually ended up doing a couple of more in studio WEI shows because yeah. I was like, and then they just like cut off communication. I just was like, hey, um, so can I keep doing stuff? Hello, hello, am I still involved? Blah, blah, blah. And then like after I heard nothing, I said, fuck them. And that's when I went into the 985 thing. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't I got I I was getting no I was getting no contact back. So I'm like, all right, they're done with me. That's unfortunate, man. And right. Yeah, you know, and one thing I learned about this business is, you know, we're in the communications business and communication sucks. Yeah. And then yeah. and then and then the next thing. So then after I didn't win the 98.5 thing, of course, I stayed in touch with um, with Mike and mostly Rick. Mike, I think, Rick yeah. a little bit too. 
Mike, by the way, who now is here in Chicago, in Chicago. Yeah. you know, yeah, you say I've, connect, I've connected with out here in Chicago. You never know what's going to happen down the road. Hey, they, they just started a gambling show. They got a hockey show on the weekends. They're trying mm-hmm. to get a live a live team there. So, yeah, he's trying. I mean, he's trying to do what hey, he did. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you got you got connections in different area codes, my man. But um, to to finish that story, so after I didn't win the ninety eight five thing, and it looked like all right, they weren't going to hire like you know because you said Tim McCone got hired. There just wasn't a spot to also bring me in as well at this yeah. point too, because the roster was getting huge at, at that point, summer of 2014. And I kind of, I don't know how I tested this, but there was a little bit, a little bit later on of like, maybe I'll go back to EI something or other. And I heard from someone who said that, Oh, they're not going to want you back now because you did the 98 five thing. And it's just like, if that's, and I don't know if it's the case or not. Nah, if that's nah, really nah. the case, if that was really the case, that's then, ridiculous. That's yeah, stupid. But, should, yeah, it sucks when people know. are held back from trying to improve themselves. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? Like to sit around and wait for you to call me? Yeah. Ah, uh, but you're doing the Jaw Podcast. The Jaw Podcast. Yes, just another wrestling podcast at Jaw Podcast on Twitter. Um, Basically, it's just another wrestling podcast because, you know, we're not clever enough to think of another name. Of course, when we put that name together and made a logo and all that, I did a search and was like, oh, there's like 17 other just another wrestling podcasts. Um, Most of them are defunct, I'm pretty sure. Like there was one who hadn't posted since 2015. So screw them. They're done. Uh, There was one a little bit more recent, um, but whatever. We're better. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're a different style of show. Um, There's enough there's enough previews and recaps and all that stuff of what's going on raw last night. Uh, Asuka won the raw with, you know, nobody wants to hear that. There's enough of that. I think, I mean, people do it. Well, we're not going to do it. Basically our idea is we go back, we watch, you know, old shows. And uh, as an announcer, people always have said, why don't you go announce wrestling? Why, why don't you apply to WWE? Like it's that easy, by the way. It's like, yeah, I'm just going off wrestling. No shit. It's like, oh we'd yeah. All, yeah. I'll be doing me- it. Hold on, I got Vince on speed dial yeah. two. Hey, Mr. McMahon, can you like? Not that easy, uh, but along those ideas, it's okay. We watch old shows and provide alternate commentary to them, and so we look at it as a service. So, Joe, if you're one day sitting at home and you're like, oh, I want to watch an old wrestling show, but I don't know what to watch because there's like a million things on the network to watch. So then you look at my podcast and you go. Oh, they recently did a um, King of the Ring 1999. Not a great show, by the way. King of the Ring 1999. You know what? I'm going to fire it up and listen to their show while I watch it. There you go. And you get alternate commentary and you get some, you know, we do the the normal digging through the newsletters from that time. Meltzer, Wade Keller, Observer, Torch, you know, give you some facts, updates, things like that. What was going on in the time. And it's hopefully an enjoyable thing. So that's basically the podcast. That's the the, the basis of the podcast and um well let's talk about some current stuff because i know i know you love to go back but money in the bank um your thoughts on the main event oscar wins otis wins we come to find out that the man is now prego um your thoughts on the money in the bank final oscar and otis winning again uh i mean i didn't I enjoyed what they did. I, I know there's a lot of traditional wrestling people or just sticks in the mud who just like forget that it's pro wrestling and that it's not real. And, and it's a weird situation and they're getting all bent out of shape about 
the cinematic thing with music and it's unrealistic. Wrestling is unrealistic in general. We don't get upset when a guy gets piled driven on his head and then gets up 10 seconds later, like nothing happened. And that happens like in Japan, like every single match and people are like, this is amazing, 17 stars. So it's like, all right, whatever. So like, that's crazy. So why not people fighting in a friggin' building and getting thrown off the top or whatever? And you know, it's entertaining. I, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, when it comes to who won, the Otis thing is kind of weird because, like, you know, it doesn't really make him – it makes him look not that great because, like, why, if he was going to win, why didn't he win? Like, I, you know, I, I, underst I understand what happened. Like, AJ drops the briefcase in his hands, and maybe that leads to AJ somehow making a claim for it um, or it just sets up Otis to, like, lose it down the line. Um but there's no denying that he's a character that people enjoy. And obviously yeah. someone in the, someone in charge really enjoys him. Most likely. Hey, Baltazar, what's up? Yes. Baltazar. Hey, See, people remember you. Yeah. Well, I did go back to Brockton after you know the story <laughs> that we had, but I became the public address voice later, whole new ownership, whole new management. So yeah. Hey, hey, while, okay. we're, while we're on that, what'd you think of Braun and Bray? Bray, not the demon. There was an actual fight, a match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you? I mean, I, I like the match, and I think it's going to set up a demon versus uh, Braun as well. Um, what did you think of that angle? I think that's what they had to do. I, I think you had to push off, you know, Fiend Bray Wyatt having a match with Braun because if there's anything that really needs a crowd involved, it's probably definitely the Fiend too. It's like, how do you do the entrance? Like, it's just kind of weird. Um, so I, and plus I think the idea is, all right, we don't want to take the title off of Braun and we don't want to pin a second loss on the fiend now after, you know, what happened in Saudi Arabia. So you make break, you know, you do fireflies, fly, firefly, funhouse, fun Bray, whatever it is, <laughs> he comes out, he can, he can lose the match because, because now, because now he lost the match as Bray himself, who's not as sadistic and crazy as the Fiend, he has to now summon the Fiend to go after to go after Braun. So again, for all the people who are saying, "Oh, Bray Wyatt's now buried because he lost," no, he's like he's two different characters. It makes sense that he doesn't win with this guy. He this the the Bray guy is supposed. You know how he has the hurt heel gloves, yep. which they don't really play into that much. But to me, like the heel glove is. Is his Bray Wyatt normal? His you know sweater wearing, where he's not trying to like totally kill the other person. He's like just trying to like no, let's be friends again, and that allows him to lose because he's a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. He switches to the Fiend. If he loses, if he had lost, if he had been the Fiend in that match and he had lost, then I would say okay, I think you're on to something. Like what are they doing? Hmm. Um, so I think it opens up the possibilities of that. Um, and. Couple other things, and I want to get in like some good hard hitting stuff. The Beck, the Becky, Becky the ang the Becky angle. She's prego Oscar, Seth Rollins act. You know, it's funny. This is this is coming from me. I said this. I was on the radio this morning, and my my opinion was I I blame Seth Rollins for um, Becky, and and she's the she's the hottest thing going. One of the hottest. We're getting pregnant. Going. You're saying yes. Well, I, I mean yes, yes. I, that I, technically I, makes yes, sense. But yes. no, I mean I mean this in a selfish way, like. All right, here's my take on Seth Rollins. He's been asked to do so much. He's he's actually has met and met and exceeded everything WWE's ever asked. Ever. 
right? He's he's the beast slayer. He's the king slayer. Money in the bank, he cashes in. Um, you know, he's he beats Stang. Like he's done everything. Everything. He puts people over. He loses. He wins. Uh, he he's literally done it all, but it's not enough. And it's ne- it's, it's never it's never I, it's enough. never enough. I know. And nothing is ever. Beck, what Becky's done is not enough. So but, that's what I'm that's where I'm going with it. I feel like her being as hot as she can, and hot as she could ever be. And they're together, and it's like, oh, it's stuffed in our face. That and was I, a bad decision. Yes. Yeah, and I just kind of feel like right now, hey, go, I'm I'm very happy for her. She's walking away. This is a difficult like thing for her. But I just blame Seth, and I don't know. Maybe it's ignorant on my part, right? <laughs> I'm ignorant about this. Like, I mean, I think <laughs> I just blame him, and the way he looked and acted this week was like, Jesus, man. Well, I think that was. I think that was. <laughs> I, I think he was looking and acting the way he did because he had lost the day yeah. before to Drew yeah, McIntyre. Not because he's going to be a but, dad. Uh, there's, I'm sure someone in the back was like, "This is actually kind of funny." Twofold right now, yeah. now he's going to be a father, and he's like, "Oh, like, uh, damn it!" Now, granted, of course, he wouldn't have just found out that day. Most likely, like he would already have known. I, I would, I would think, because um, at this point, if she's due, she said she was due in December. Um, that would be seven months from now. So she's in theory been pregnant for about two months. So they've probably known for about a month, which I think was the story. I think that like after WrestleMania, she started doing the tests and whatever, and eventually, um, you know, knew. Um, what I mean, yeah. What's what's crappy about it is that, and you could see it on on Becky's face herself that like that was not an act when she announced it you know, to Oscar or whatever on TV. Um, I, I, I still wonder if actually Oscar herself actually knew. Or I not. heard she, I read she didn't, but again, which is weird because like yeah. they just, what, I mean, what did they tell her? Hey, just go out and just this, that, like, did she know she was getting the title when she was walking out? Did they just like tell her, Oh, Becky's hurt or something. And then she has to relinquish the t- maybe something. I'm sure they did something to kind of not keep her in the loop enough. They were like, could get a real reaction out of her i don't as who knows uh, i think most of becky's reaction obviously was real and i think that the issue there is that i don't want to say that she's she wasn't ready to have a kid like that's you know not my place no, to it's say the, but it seems like the... she was torn of like yeah i do want to have a kid but i also don't want to like, leave this where it's yeah. like you know when ronda left she yeah. was like we, we thought we ahead. thought ronda would be in this situation She's like, I'm leaving to go have a family. So it's like, yeah. okay, she finishes this and she goes and does this. Becky has to just stop and go do this. And there's no guarantee of anything on the other side. People are on Twitter like, oh, this lines up perfectly. She'll be back the day after WrestleMania. It's like, how do you know? Like, there are so many things that happen. And I've never gotten anybody pregnant that I know of. <laughs> uh, I know people who have been pregnant. Yeah. And like there are there are there are extreme highs and extreme lows on what can happen between now, the end of the pregnancy and after the pregnancy, that it's not just a guarantee that like all right, she's gonna have a baby in December and be back at WrestleMania. Like like the worst case scenario for her career, she might not come back ever. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a there's and yeah. you know, she may come back and be just as good. Um so I think, and I think in her mind, she knows that too. Like she says, all right, this is not like a guarantee that I'm going to come back and be at the same level or even come back at all. 
if I had to put money on it, I'd say, yeah, she's probably going to come back. Like, hopefully everything's good. Everything's healthy. She has a healthy pregnancy, no issues, no complications, has a couple of months after the baby is born, three months, gets back into whatever shape and decides to come back. But even then, she might not want to. Three months after she has the baby, she might say, yeah, no, I'm I love done. this baby too much. I'm yeah. I'm done. Like my my husband's making the money. Who, yeah, you know, it's it's so it's it's that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's what's kind of you know I don't want to say a bummer about the whole thing, but like yeah, it's in a, in a selfish way. It's like oh man, like we might she might not ever come back to exactly. anything close to the same level. Yeah. Uh, the Intercontinental Title uh, relinquished this week from Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn recently tweeted. So WWE put out a tweet. Who do you think will be the next WWE, uh, Intercontinental Champ? And he goes, or, or who should be? And they go, they should be ashamed. Um, <laughs> and, and the report is Sami Zayn doesn't want to wrestle during COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns was off TV, right? Um, obviously you mentioned earlier he's got family things and physical things. Um, your thoughts on Sami Zayn and. I wanted to bring something up. I was I, I've been listening to the Talk Is Jericho podcast, and I listened to Vince Russo say whatever you bro. want about say whatever bro. you want about bro. bro. Exactly, dude. That couldn't sleep last night. Bro. I was counting how many times he said bro. But anyways, the uh, thing that they don't understand <laughs> is that it's wrestling. So so check this out. He That's said something that like stood out to me. He goes, "Is it weird that Sami Zayn brought up AEW on WWE? It's something that Vince would never let." do and he thinks the big thing nowadays is that guys don't cut their own promos and i'm starting to wonder did sammy just go off script and do that or is that like a pledge to him wanting to get out of there and maybe go there be el generico or something like that wait wait uh, so did he did did he mention aew again recently or no you no no way is, back yeah, when yeah. they had that one version of the Corey graves electric chair and he comes yes. out and Says, yes. oh, we're not supposed to say AEW, you know. Exactly. Didn't yeah. Corey Graves actually say AEW first? I don't then, I don't know. You might be right, but I think he said something like we may even talk but, about AEW. But the, Maybe bro, the bro was bringing it up and whatever. I wonder if there's something there. So this is like a long same. this is like a long-term punishment yeah. type of thing. But at the same time, right? Like AEW is still wrestling every week anyway. So like Sami Zayn just wouldn't be wrestling anywhere yeah, at this so point. Way back then, maybe it was some idea of like, I want to get out of here. If I say AEW, maybe they'll let me go. But yeah, right now, probably not. Well, what are your right. thoughts, though? Do you think Sammy's like, do you think he should be punished for this? No. And then Roman Reigns' not, name but... isn't even on television. That, to me, is so blown out of proportion. It's hilarious. Like, oh, they're, they're not a race that... So to me, it screams of the idea of, okay, like, we're not going to, we don't know when we're going to have him back. He might decide to stay off until 2021. He might decide to come back next week. So if we just like, it's one of those things you just, you just have to like ignore it. Like what is there to talk about Roman Reigns? Every week you want to say Roman's not here. Oh, okay. Let people forget about him. That's the whole idea. Let people forget about him. Cause we always forget like you and I are not casual fans. We are more in tune to what's going on. 75% of the fans who watch WWE are super casual. They just turn it on on Monday, they watch it, and then they come back again next Monday. And they don't, in between time, they're not like on their computers and on their phones yeah. reading every little detail about everything. Yeah. So, you know, they're just like, oh, Roman's not on. And they probably think it has something to do with, the, with, with what's going on. 
Um, so that whole thing is, you know, they're not erasing him. Like he's, he'll come back when he's going to come back, but there's no reason to every single week bring him up. And then of course, like as soon as this, that thing hits like a fervor, they announce like Roman Reigns, best WrestleMania matches on FS1 on Tuesday night, something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, I thought they were erasing him. I thought they weren't talking about him. Like there they are. Um, so when it comes with to, to, to Sammy, I mean, of course he shouldn't be punished. If he doesn't want to work during this, he shouldn't have to work. I don't think it's a punishment to take away the championship, though. And I know the argument's going to be, well, Brock Lesnar didn't have to defend the title. It's Brock Lesnar, okay? Don't compare anyone to Brock Lesnar, okay? Yep. Like, stop it. He is, he is here. Everyone else is here. I don't care what you think about his personality, everything about him, how much money he's made. He changes things. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, good wrestler, enjoyable. I like him, but yeah, doesn't move he's not a needle mover and yeah. not really anybody is. So don't compare his situation with the intercontinental title. It doesn't mean jack shit anyways. What do you care if he has it or not? It's First of all, it's not a real championship. <laughs> He, hey, didn't, he hey. didn't win a real fight. Oh, so that. if it gets stripped from him, it, oh, it doesn't true. mean anything. Yeah. I mean, I still think Curtis Axel was officially eliminated from the you know, 14 Royal Rumble. When the next Rumble, <laughs> when the next year's Rumble starts, he's a fit. That's what happens. You're officially yes, eliminated. He's officially eliminated. Uh, who wins the next Intercontinental title? I'm going to throw a name out. I thought you were going to say Royal Rumble. <laughs> who wins? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to throw a name Intercontinental title. Bobby Lashley. I'd say no because it's a SmackDown title and he's on Raw. And and I think he's next he, to McIntyre. He's, he's going or, back, yeah. Or maybe on um I on feel deck. like I feel like Jinder, Bobby Lashley, obviously. Wait, where's Kevin Owens? Um like he got where, hurt. He got hurt. Oh he did. Oh yeah, he hurt his ankle. Off or something, the right? WrestleMania yeah, sign. That's right. Um okay, yeah. So Intercontinental Champion. Hmm. Mm, Alistair who's, Black. Who's in the tournament? It's well, I mean, again, if they're yeah, we don't know who's the tournament. Depends yeah. if they're keeping it brand specific. Yeah. That's a whole other story where people people guy. people will flip out again when Raw of Superstar goes to SmackDown. Smack, yeah. SmackDown I think Cesaro. I think Cesaro needs a push. Uh, I mean, yeah. eh, give it up. I mean, maybe it makes sense because now he's replacing sammy so i guess that would make sense he wins it for sammy i like that idea actually that's a good idea maybe that's what they should do he wins the title for sammy shinsuke maybe wins it back i don't know um uh okay here's another one who who, Uh, in the end who cares the title is meaningless oh god all right uh this is another one what are your thoughts on mike tyson working with sean aew your boy sean checking in um so obviously the tnt title there's a tournament the Cody versus Lance is very good. I think Lance Archer is an awesome character. That segment to open the show last night was the best segment on any wrestling show in uh, whatever in the, yeah, in in the recent while. weeks. Maybe just the way it was, yeah, just the way it was done. Like that was good. That was good shit. Like that. That's a model to build something on. Other than the whole being in the back in his Ford F one fifty. Yeah. Was why, no is Co- why is he in the back for thirty seconds revving his engine? Like. I'm. I've got a big penis. Here's my big car. I have to rev my like what? I have my tattoo on my car. Get out of the car and 
go. And then, he, and then he drives into a into a guardrail for no reason and then now, gets out of the car. What, That's the what? only negative about it. What are you, you know, doing? Here, here's one thing I will say. As like old old school wrestling, right? The 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 pay per views this weekend or next? Next weekend. Okay, so I'm curious. We usually we see the person that's going to win the fight, you know, something happens to them before the pay-per-view, right? So Cody went at Lance, Lance left, whatever. And then they'd come to find out it would happen in the main card and then whoever like would come back and then win. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what happens next week. Is there like a contract signing? Like, you know, does he bring the snake out? Like, you know, does he like so, just, I'm curious about next week, but it's a good storyline here. And then just Mike Tyson in general, is this a, Hey, you were in Boston years ago, and because Tyson's in the news right now, yeah. like, like he wants to come back. But is this kind of a hey, another guy that sparked WWE coming to AEW? No, you got nothing on that. Well, let me let's let's start with the what you said. What they should do with Cody and Lance Archer next week? I say nothing. Don't put them on the show. Just have what happened yesterday be the final thing that happened, and then on the show Wednesday, I would say. Don't forget this Saturday. This match is happening. Maybe you have like a pre promo. Maybe you have a backstage thing with yeah. each with with. Well, they're doing Jake and Arn yeah. as they face this. Yep, I lose Sudi. I might have lost Sudi. We've been talking wrestling. We were doing a, a Jake versus Arn. I'll uh. Well, we'll try to get Sudi back on here. I think we lost him. There was a ton of uh, ton of stuff that we've been talking about when it comes to uh, the AEW last night. Cody versus Lance Archer. Uh, it was good stuff. Nice little fight. Of course, there's Jake the Snake with his snake. Um, you know, I know Sudi's been having problems with his internet. Poor kid. You know. Hey, hey is he back? back? There he is. I okay, was, what was the last I, thing you got, what was the I, last I, thing you got was, from me? I was saying you've been having internet problems here. I don't uh, yeah, it just went out. It just it just went out again. And so I plugged my phone back into my computer and I got now my phone boom, ready to go. the internet. So I was ready uh, to go. What was the last thing I was saying? You were talking about the, the they should do nothing next week, but Mike Tyson though, you, no bite, no no juice for you? Well, no, there's 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 juice to it, obviously, because he's in the news and he's training potentially to fight again. So, yeah, of course. And he's always even if he wasn't, he it would still be a name that people go, oh, cool. Mike Tyson's going to be on AEW now, hearkening it back to 1998, like it was 20 million years ago. Like, all right, whatever. Like, it's not going to spark AEW like it sparked WWF. Nothing would. I mean, that's that was just a such a confluence of events. Um, but it's a good decision business-wise. Like, of course, yeah. If Mike Tyson agrees to come be involved in your show, like, definitely do that. Um, if he happens to punch somebody out, okay, cool. If he, I would like to see um, him punch out Cody. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be uh, something interesting. I don't know how you get there because that would involve probably Cody being some sort of heel. Maybe not. Mike Tyson could say... How about Mike Tyson sides with Jake the Snake and Lance Archer and punches out Cody? Why not? Like, yeah, I wonder. I wonder who would take a punch. Um, hey, from- if Shawn Michaels took a punch, I think anybody. No. Uh, moving on here, we got Mox versus Brody Lee. I like Brody Lee. I don't know if it's like a Vince McMahon knockoff or whatever it is, but I like it. It's working. 
Um, Mox all of a sudden is the champ and he's pissed off and he's like, man, all you had to do was say something. Um, I like what Brody's doing and it brings up the Dark Order. Um, you know, your thoughts on Brody Lee, Mox, the Dark, dark Order, and I wanted to kind of ask you about the Inner Circle as well, what you think about those factions. Let me first start with Moxley last night. How weird was it that like he comes to the ring to potentially get his title belt back, or at least that was the idea. And he sees Brody and whoever it was, 10, walk to the back with the belt. And then he just stands in the ring and cuts a promo. Why didn't he go back to get his belt? It was, it was more important for him to cut the pro. He's like, eh, you know what? This is more important. I'm going to speak. because that's. What the, that's I actually what didn't even think about that. Uh, so that was kind of weird. Like, why isn't he running after them? But okay, fine. Maybe because he didn't want to break social distancing rules in the backstage here. Or that's the rule. Uh, even though they're kind of breaking it in, you know, up front, whatever. I don't really care, to be perfectly honest. They can do whatever the hook they want. Uh, um, so that was my that was just an issue I had last night. When it comes to 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 Brody Lee, like and Luke Harper, or whatever, I always enjoyed him in WWE. Um, you know, big man can do he can do non-big man type of stuff. Uh, I wouldn't say he can do cruiserweight type of stuff, but he can move around the ring, fly around a little bit. Um, I don't, I mean, I get why he's in with the dark order and it makes sense, but I would have just liked him by himself. Like I, the, the Mr. Is he Mr. Brody Lee? Is he Mr. Exalted one Brody Lee? Is he the exalted one Brody Lee? Is the exalted one Mr. Brody Lee? Like, first of all, give him one name. Like what the fuck? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. Well, he has like seven different variations of his name. Yeah. I just, just call and him I one think, thing. I think he's going to help put over a lot of those guys. And then, you know, the one thing I have against the championship match is they, and people, I get, you know, the rankings. They have these rankings where, like, Cody is number one. Why? Because he can't fight for the championship. Two is Lance Archer. Three is Kenny Omega. Brody Lee was four. But he gets a championship match? What's the point of the rankings then? Now I get the argument back. It's like, well, the rankings are just to kind of, like, give you an idea of what's going on. But I was told that like these rankings were important and they're going to decide challengers. So like technically Cody should be fighting for the title, but obviously he can't. So well, is, why that, is, he there? is that why Seth Rollins got a shot and not Kevin Owens? Because Owens got hurt? Like it's just... Well, WWE doesn't have rankings for a fake sport. So they don't, they're not beholden hey, to them. Hey, it's predetermined. It's not fake. It's a fake sport, real entertainment. That's how I like to do um, it. Sports inner, entertainment. Inner circle, okay? I like it. It's getting over. Promo was good again last night. Loved the whole part of it. Um, you know, obviously they they beat up Matt Hardy's uh, little drone last night. Um, but I don't think it's NWO like or anything. No. But I I like what it is. You got your big man. You got your good tag team, and you got your up and coming guy. Um, Chris Jericho recently said that he thinks he's the best going right now in the business. I think I would, of course I, he said that I, he's a I, heel. I think I I tend to agree. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I mean, I think he might be. But he may. He also could have been that for the last ten years. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to go back to two thousand and eight when we, he reinvented himself in the whole wearing the suit, talking slowly, using big words, whatever those you know, calling people sycophants, and um, there was one word that he said a ton. Someone will come up with it. Uh, but just that whole that whole transformation, you could argue that he's been the best thing overall in the last twelve years. 
with the way that he keeps reinventing himself and makes himself interesting enough that you want to watch him, um, even when he's the list to La Champion. You know what I mean? It's yeah, um, the lexicon of Jericho, whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't disagree. I, I he's uh, my Alexa just went off for some reason. Did we say the word Alexa? Um, <laughs> Alexa Bliss? No. Okay. Uh, now I lost my train of thought. But no, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he's saying that because he's a heel, obviously. But I think there's some truth to it, obviously, too. That like when he's on TV, when he's on AEW, I watch. I'll, I will watch no matter what. There are a lot of guys on AEW where I don't really have much of an interest in. But there's definitely like there's definitely a top tier of guys where it's like, okay, I want to watch them. Then there's a lot of kind of stuff below, and I'm like, eh, whatever. I could take or leave them. Um, but that's probably any any wrestling show. I all right, a couple of things I want to knock out quickly here, uh, and then we'll have some fun. What do you think of the commentary teams uh, between AEW, WWE, and NXT? I think Morrow's great. Um, I think he's a good fit for for uh, for NXT. Yeah. AEW, I loved when Jericho was on. Um, Jericho and Tony. And then WWE, I think sometimes sucks. But you know, Eric Bischoff recently said that you know at WrestleMania he loved JBL on the call because he tells you what's going on with the wrestler and what he's thinking. And I do, and I know, and this is no disrespect to Corey Graves. Um, he's been in the ring before, but in Saxon, I too, I mean, to a point. But for the most part, though, WWE doesn't give you that kind of insight. It's all scripted. Where I think AEW's team's good, it's decent, and Jim Ross is calling it. It was just better with Jericho. NXT, Mar and all is outstanding. Uh, what are you, just your thoughts on all the commentary team? AEW, my contention with it, and I know people will say different. But you have th you really have three play-by-play -play guys in the booth, and with the diff, you know, Jr. obviously has done quote-unquote color in his career. Where like, he's he's worked with Vince McMahon, who was technically the play-by-play -play guy. He did a whole he did a SmackDown run where I think freaking Josh Matthews was the play-by-play, -play and he was the color guy. Uh, you know, Tony is known for being a play-by-play -play guy. WCW, but same thing. He's done color in the past, and then Excalibur. He's, you know, he, I know he's wrestled, right? Obviously, um, but he's supposed to be a play. So I, I kind of don't. Sometimes when I'm listening, like it's I'm not to say confusing, but like I don't know who's what role is what a lot of times between Jr. and Excalibur because they're both calling moves and doing things. Well, Tony at least stays kind of in his role of just like commenting on color filling in the color analyst type of thing but right the three of them aren't like jericho who can really can really give that wrestler point of view so i enjoyed tony and and jericho i would three-man booth is too much for any promotion i think um, i think jr has even said that on his own on his podcast whatever they like doesn't really like the three-man booth obviously he'll do it because he's being paid to do it and that's you know the end of the story there um if i were going to make a change with aew i would just make it i mean i can't say put jericho in full time because he's you know he's a wrestler so you're not going to be able to have him in there full time so using the three guys that they have jr tony and excalibur i'm sorry excalibur but i don't want to hear you i'd rather just hear jr and tony and have JR be play-by-play -play and Tony be the color man or flip it, whichever way you want. But 
I don't need Excalibur in there. And I know why he's in there because they are grooming him to be the person who would take over at some point. So I get it. But if I was just going to make a snap decision, I would just say, give me Tony and JR on dynamite and let me, let me be nostalgic, I guess. Let me just enjoy that. Um, Moro is perfect for NXT because it needs that. It's just that different type of show that needs that his oomph, his energy is, is fun. His different style, his non WWE style is perfect for NXT because NXT is, was supposed to not be WWE style. If you want to just say it like kind of, you know, it's different. It's still as much as it's now a lot of the same, it's still different than Ron Smackdown. Right. Like, so I think Moro fits that perfectly. Um, and then when it comes to when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, yeah, I mean it's pretty much like just standard run of the mill stuff, you know, catchphrases and quotes, and um, you know, Corey is the character he's probably being told to be, just be that snarky asshole on commentary who you know sides with the heels mostly and takes shots at Michael Cole. Uh, when it comes to Raw, Samoa Joe is pretty awesome. Get yeah. rid of Byron Saxton. Just give me Tom Phillips and Samoa Joe. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, hey, sp speaking of heels, who's the best heel right now in wrestling? Damn. That is a very tough question. Who so is I, the I, guy? Had, I have Baron Corbin on the list, but I think MJF is, is starting to come there. Um, I'd say they're both on the short list. Yes. Um, I mean, right now, Jake, Jake Roberts himself is, you know, if, if he was now, did he debut after or before crowds went away? I cannot remember at this point. I think it was, I think it was before, like maybe right um, before. But yeah, just, I yes, yes, that. he did. He did. He debuted right. He debuted kind of right before, but like, I don't, you know, it was a couple of weeks, if even, I think, mm. um, uh, I, I want to ask he, he would okay. be up there if he was if he had if you had crowd reaction to deal with what he was saying I think yeah. there'd be a lot of uh, I think people would be like oh man I love him I want to cheer him but holy shit he's a yeah. bad guy yeah hey, uh, uh we got a couple of things I want to get into before we get out of here uh wrestling podcast I love 83 weeks I love something to wrestle with and I love talkies Jericho obviously there's uh wrestling inside the ropes as a job podcast uh anything else I'm missing any any anything else that you like as far as wrestling podcasts go I'm going to give a shout out to uh, a great podcast that I listened to religiously. Um, got into a couple of years ago. They've been around for about six years, but I got into a couple of years ago. Uh, the Lapsed Fan. So at The Lapsed Fan on Twitter, you can find everything from there. Um, basically, um, I, I don't even know how to describe the show. I mean, but, you know, the lapsed fan kind of says that, like, all right, it's two guys who don't really follow the current product anymore. Although it's not totally true. One of them does and one of them doesn't, uh, which makes for a fun dynamic. Um, but, you know, their, their sweet spot is, like, late 80s up to, like, 2001, obviously, like many people. Um, and they go back and they do, like, if you're not into long podcasts, then this, should, this is not for you. Yeah. Because they will do... Um, they will do. They will pick a show. They'll let's just say um, whatever show, SummerSlam '05. Even though it's not in the time period, but they'll do two parts. They'll do a whole first part where they just get into everything that was going on around the time, 
And then the next part is what they call their deep dive. And they basically go through the whole show, move by move, talk about everything that's going on. And that sounds overwhelming, but there's a lot of characters involved. One of the hosts is a, is a, is a trained actor. Oh, wow. who's been on like Orange is the New Black and has done commercial, does mostly uh, uh, stage shows, but he's done, you know, commercials and, and some, some TV stuff. And he, he, they have a whole list of characters. There's a Vince, there's a Pat Patterson, there's a Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan, there's just everything. And, you know, it's one of those things I think people either love it or hate it. So I'd say check it out, cool. listen to a couple of episodes. You have to, you have to, like, even when I listened to it first, I didn't like it. But then after a while, I understood what was happening and I got it. It's so, it's, it's worth checking out. But um, yeah, that would be the show that I would say outside of the, conrad shows that it gets my gets my gets my listen paul doobie checking in says uh wrestling soup we'll uh we'll check that out as well have you been watching the dark side of the uh, of the ring yes sir um what do you I'm, think? All, I'm all caught up now um, I, I like the legion of doom one i wish that one could have been a little bit longer yeah you know what when it ended i was kind of like man i feel like that almost like, scratched the surface yeah and because... like the draws angle and all that i, I kind of remember but i didn't and they kind of just like jumped into that too because yeah. they came back in early 97. The draws stuff didn't happen until summer of like yeah. 98. So they kind of skipped a whole year. And I get it. They only have a 40 minutes of TV to, to put a show in. So I, and they put, they had 40 minutes to cover basically what? When did Hawk pass away? 2003. So they had about 40 minutes to cover 20 years. So I think unfortunately that, that didn't, they only scratched the surface. It gave you a good. There was a lot of stuff I didn't. You know, it was. I, I was pretty much. I didn't know they were from Minnesota, which uh, I had to. Look I knew that. I, I remember knowing yeah. that part. Um, but but I like, know they like how they got into and... it. Yeah, like how they. Yeah. Well, and then how right. I didn't know how they became like build from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. That type of thing. They just. It just kind of happened. I didn't know he had Hep C either, but uh, that's. <laughs> I don't need to. Don't need to know. And uh, I didn't need to know that. The Benoit one was great, and I and I really do think that Jericho. Um, is a saint. The Snooker one didn't really put WWE in a good light. Um, trying to think of what. Oh, wow. Uh, the kayfabe, right? Uh, Doctor D, like, dude, that that was one of the best ones. I thought. Um, and obviously last week was pretty interesting with John uh, St- John Stossel. Although, like, he didn't deserve to be slapped in the head twice. Of course no, not. But I, he's a douche. I'm sorry. He came douche. off a little. Came off a little yeah. smarmy. Um, now, po- speaking of podcasts. I don't know if you know. You probably do know, because um, if you if you subscribe to Grilling Jr., you've been getting Conrad has been doing the day after yeah. he's been doing a Dark Side of the Ring podcast with the uh, producers Evan Husney and I forgot the other name. Yeah, I heard uh, them the on Talkers Jericho. Uh, but they'll that's great. That they'll that they'll do the Wednesday after the after the show drops. They'll do like a one hour recap of the whole episode. And basically they had said that for John Stossel, it was very tough to get a hold of him. And he only, he said, I'll only give you 30 minutes of my time. Mm-hmm. So that, so, so basically they say like most people, they do like multiple hours, multiple days. They have 30 minutes to get John Stossel. And then everything that basically everything that he had said made the show. Wow. Um, uh, That's so great. I, I suggest checking that out to get kind of a different, um, perspective and then we got owen hart next week we know the story um i'm curious of a lot of things and one of them is vince russo and how he's portrayed he's the one who came up with the gimmick he's the one to let it go we know how um our buddy feels about him jim Cornette. um but i'm i'm interested to see who talks 
who do they interview and who talks? Yeah, that's that's the most intriguing thing. I mean, if you've done enough digging and enough reading and enough listening to stuff, you know potentially like. Do you think his his wife's on? As many of the, she has to be involved with it somehow, because apparently they there's can't some, do anything without her permission, right? Well, no, they can, um, but I think it's more or less like they're saying that there's some footage that we'll see. Now, I don't think it's yeah, going to be. I, I read anything. something that I read something that WWE sent um, a vase of roses in WWE or WWF, whatever it was at the time, and like she was floored because like that's what Vince sent, and like you know. Oh, like the, I think the footage, I think this extra footage is just going to be like home video stuff of Owen, like the week yeah. before, maybe, you know, little things like that. I mean, we're not. Do you think we'll this, see Sean, Sean Michaels riding through the rafters? They might. Well, they might show that as like, like, here are things that WWE yeah. had done you know, prior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah no, I think that'll, that'll make it um, kind of make the show. Because if you're watching and having no idea, like, what this story is about, like, that gives you a little bit of context and like wrestlers propelling propelling what's it called whatever repelling repelling and things like that isn't wasn't like this wasn't like the first time this is ever happening of course right it wasn't the first time that that uh that owen was doing it um so yeah i think out of all of them i think it's interesting to see yeah who's going to talk is martha going to be on is Mm -hmm. is owen's son oge you know there were pictures circulating of him recently where he jacked and Looked like he could wrestle, but apparently that's not. I, I, I still wonder if he was in the Black Hole Sun video by Soundgarden, but we'll we'll look into that for another day. Hey, we got five minutes to go. We got Murray's musings. Um, we're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff at you and get your opinion. McDonald's okay. has McDonald's has free fries on Fridays. Are you going? No. <laughs> what? You you don't like free stuff? Well, like, do I have to literally go to McDonald's just to get fries? Yeah, free fries on Friday. Or like, uh, if I get if I get Uber Eats and I order myself a Big Mac, do I get free fries? You might, unless they okay, eat then them. maybe then they maybe. might they might eat them though. Uh, Enos Cantor as a wrestler, I think it'd be fun. I enjoy that. He's got a pretty good personality. He's got pretty good size. Um, I'm never against. I'm not against people athletes who enjoy wrestling wanting to get involved i mean same thing with rob gronkowski granted that's on hold that's that's definitely on hold right now but like cool like i i, I think that's good for wrestling to have people mm-hmm. like that who want to get into it i heard james harrison too from the former patreon uh could be also getting involved huh. um fake crowd noise your thoughts or virtual fans talking in wrestling or in uh in uh, eh, in general in Maybe. general no i don't i mean I guess I just read that uh, Joe Buck had said that Fox is definitely planning to do that for NFL games if there's no crowd, and it's I, my my heart my heart and my head say no right off the bat, but I'd give it a chance just to see what it sounds like. Like, are they gonna re- like if there's a touchdown, like they're gonna be like, oh yes, Woo! and then like it's gonna be quiet. Like, how are they gonna regulate this? Um, I would just say no. Just, just pump up, just pump up the field sound. Pump up the, the announcers, maybe talk a little bit more than you normally would, even though we're told not to do that on TV. Like, eh, you know what? Talk a little bit more than you might. Um, yeah. And then cardboard cutouts, of course, in, uh, in Korea. Uh, what do you think of Cameo? Are you going to get on Cameo? Anybody ever ask you? No, I'm not going to get on Cameo because I don't want to embarrass myself because no one's going to pay me any. Uh, how do you know? Any... 
Okay, so what is it like one person watching right now? Um, Two. Send a mess. Send a message in. Would you pay me any amount of dollars to do anything involving my voice or my face? Free from probably. I mean, like, what do you want? <laughs> like a voicemail message? Um, Maybe. Do you want me to shout out you, you, your play, your wife, by, kids? Play by play for their child. Play by now. That yeah. is okay. Now that is something that has come up where it's like, if you want to send me a clip of your kid scoring a goal shooting a basket and you want me to add play-by-play -play over where, it fine. where should where should they go where should they go right now yeah. well right now i don't have a cameo so they uh, can't no i it. mean should they go to scottsudikoff.com well that's if you want to get my contact info scottsudikoff.com or just follow go. me on twitter at sudikoff yeah so yeah. listening if, here so let me make my picture i gotta make some money right now considering i don't have an income um if you if you're a if you want any clip it could be anything um, I might go as far as doing porn like Joe Buck turned down um, for the right amount of money. I'll do play-by-play -play of it or whatever you want, voiceover. Check me out on Twitter, at Sudikoff. We'll negotiate. Uh, my prices are pretty low because I don't really have much um, you know, leverage. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, there we go. There we go. Thank right, you. There, there's your pitch. Uh, we wrap up the show with uh, Quarantine. Things that you have been doing during quarantine. So the first question, what shows have you been watching? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I watched all of Ozark, all three seasons. Um, I, been, as I mentioned, I've been watching a lot of George Carlin now the last couple of days on Amazon Prime. Um, let's see what else. There's a couple. There's another show on Netflix that I just started watching. It's a Mindy Kaling produced show. <laughs> Uh, never have I ever, um, doesn't seem like it'd be the show like you and I would watch, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, dead to me with Christina Applegate just yeah, had a second saw, season. Yeah, I haven't rolled seen through that. Yeah. Rolled through that. Um, anything Christina Applegate is in, I will watch. Mm. I'm a mark for Christina Applegate all the way back to, you know, married with children days when I was in love with her. So shout out to Christina. Um, what's your been, what's been your go-to snack? go-to snack man it's it's not it's not really a great snack but like just just a typical granola bar and string cheese like Ooh, if, I'm, yeah, if i'm just like cheese. if i just needed this like right now like i can't get up and get a snack but i want one that's mm. what i would go get i get a granola bar and string call. cheese and just <laughs> stuff it down and that'd be my snack what's your favorite frozen food <sighs> okay so i'm gonna go with two categories here uh Dessert would be just the run-of-the-mill fudgicle popsicle, right? Wow. Just, just the just the standard one. Just how good is that, right? Mm. And then when it goes to like, I can't get enough of the the Stouffer's French bread pizza. Oh yeah, the, the, the deluxe kind yeah, where it has you know, right the sauce. Those, mm. so those are yeah, like those uh, in are my two go-to's. There say. you go. Those are good ones. Yeah. Finally. What's your most obscure purchase that you've made right now during quarantine? So like I don't, my, I don't mine, know mine, I mine was really doing obscure one. Mine was doing Instacart. Like I usually Oh, you go, mean like using just, it to get someone to Yeah, just just yeah, like I I did it and I don't know why it's a little but like is there anything like you've spent okay. money on or done anything that's in that I wouldn't that normally have done? Yeah. Um I've had 7-Eleven deliver to me some wow. supply, some certain supplies that i may have needed interesting wink wink, wink uh, people, wink, people are wink. people are all in on the stouffer by the way 
Oh yeah, they're delicious. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I've been doing Amazon Prime and Whole Foods to deliver groceries, which I've done in the past. So mm -hmm. I don't count that as my quarantine type of thing. They don't have Stouffer's, um, or if they do, they're sold out. So I've been getting the Red Baron pizzas, which are pretty good too. I've actually been getting like full size pizzas. Random, random this is a final, a real final question. You're in Chicago. Mm -hmm. The deep dish pizza seems to be the big thing. What's better, pizza here or, or there? I like the first of all, I like the thin crust here more than I like deep dish. If I want lasagna, I'll make lasagna. Not to say it's bad. I mean, I enjoy deep dish pizza, but if you were going to give me one or the, if I was going to, if you're going to say make a choice right now, I get the thin crust here because I think it's it's friggin' it's it's delicious. Is it better than the thin crust back home? Like, do they make Greek pizza like they do here? No. Or is it just thin crust or deep dish? I mean, I'm sure there are there is Greek pizza around here, but I, I yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest pizza connoisseur either. Like, I'm happy with Domino's a lot. Like, the Domino's thin crust, very good. Yes, that's you're right. That's pepperoni, you're 100 right. Yeah, and it's just pepper. Right, and I just get the pepperoni for some reason. It's just I don't two, need anything else on it. Two for five ninety nine. Get the get the whole uh, five ninety nine package. All right, here's uh, Scott Sudikoff. We did an hour and thirty two minutes. You're you're one of the longest guests we've had. I talk uh, a lot. No, it's okay. We we got to learn to know you. We learned about the job podcast. You we only uh, scratched the surface too. I mean, geez, I know. I, mean, I, two hours. I didn't even get to the woman's revolution. You know what I mean? Jeez. Anyway, maybe we can save. Do you that like for... the background that I set up? Just I, I realized I realized I didn't have a good backdrop for being on camera, and so I kind of. So, so I, re, I, read, I redid this last night. Live stream is the way to go, buddy. It's, yeah. um, it's, the, new, it's the new wave, and it's what I'm going to do uh, going forward. I'm just, you know, so we have, we're lucky enough to broadcast on NBC Sports Boston. I don't know if that comes in out your way. Um, uh, I did have it for a long time through YouTube TV because my account was based in massachusetts but after three uh, months if, if after three months if you haven't logged in back in your home area you lose it yeah. i've been going home enough i've been like back in massachusetts for one reason or another where i could keep logging in but now i finally lost it so i was watching felger and maz and all that bertrand and zoe on tv back in march here like that was what i was doing with my free time and now i've lost it I'm now you really feel like you're not home at all yeah you're right yeah all righty, Scott Sudikoff, job podcast, former WWE employee at one point. W uh, don't, don't confuse people. WEI. What did I say? Oh, WWE. Whoa, whoa, that was a that was a mix up there. You w never know. I might be in. You never know. I might be in works with someone. And uh, a former uh, contest uh, opponent. Sean Silver beat me. Hey, Sean. He's got a better Macho Man than. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Sean. He's a good guy. I like a great him. Macho Man though. Yes, yes. We had a contest. If you ever go back, this will be this will be on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes, Scott, forever. So you can use this as your demo reel. Um, but you can go back and you can watch Dan Soder, the comedian, versus Sean Silver in a macho off that we called that savage. So if you ever get a chance and you want to watch that, it was very good. And I came up with the name. That's and we savage. we still we still haven't named a winner yet, but oh. One, one day we'll find that out. All right. He's Scott Sudikoff. Uh, you can find him at the job podcast for now, and then eventually he'll be on your television calling some sort of game that will be of real importance. At Sudikoff on Twitter, at J-A-W podcast on Twitter. Boom. 
But then I all all this and iTunes, Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify. all the same things like this show. Just sitting here, Spotify, iTunes. Okay. All right, I gotta go. I'm getting out of here too, man. It's been what a day for me. I was up at five five thirty, and that's when I went to bed. So it's one forty five now. So it's been a a very good day. Great show, fellas from Chef as always. All right, I'm out of here. He's Scott Sudikov. I'm Joe Murray. Just sitting here. Tomorrow we're expected to have John Anik from the UFC. How about oh. that? Oh, so some uh, some real fighting talk tomorrow. <laughs> some real fighting talk tomorrow. So uh, that will be, and, and he's the guy who also got me in the radio. How about that? Wow. Uh, and now he's a millionaire, and he he's he's big time. Uh, so we'll talk with him tomorrow on Just Sitting Here. I'm Joe Mari. Thanks, Scott Sudikoff. We will talk to you tomorrow at noon. Talk to you then.